With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Simon Hughes with you here. It's a damp bank holiday Monday, but I want to warm your heart with a real true rags to riches story coming out of India yesterday. It concerns the young 21-year-old Rajasthan Royals batsman, Yashasvi Jaiswal, who scored yesterday 124 from 62 balls with 16 fours and eight sixes, some of those sixes off Jofra Archer, who was bowling as fast as he can on his comeback, but was dispatched for 35 runs from his four overs. But the interesting thing about Jaiswal is he's a relative unknown beyond India, but he is an absolute prodigy. Someone who came from nowhere, came from a poor area of northeast India, was discovered by the Rajasthan Royals at a trial. Uh, they gave him lots of opportunities over the last couple of years, and he's come good. He's now the holder of the orange cap in the IPL, which means the man who scored the most runs so far in the tournament, 428 runs he's made, partnering Joss Butler, and quite often, like yesterday, outscoring him. And I just wanted to sort of recap his amazing story. First, let's just hear how he reacted to his performance after the game, which incidentally was in Mumbai, where he was discovered at a trial. I enjoyed all my innings, everything which I played. I was really into the game and I was thinking right. Everything was going right. Whatever my plan was toward different baller, different field. And I was keep trying to hitting that shot which I can do and I can play because I know I have practice. I have practice that I can play all the shots which I really want to play. Have you had a better day with a bat in your life ever? I think every day when I go to the nets, any match I'm playing, I'm feeling the same because that thing only I can 
do which can reflect into the game because I, I, I worked a lot on my batting, I worked a lot on, on my skills with Zubin sir which, which he had helped me a lot during all my season, all you know practice session, right, white ball, red ball and it's just amazing that feeling when I just did 100 I was thinking that yeah this is what really I want and it, it's really special I need to enjoy it but I need to look forward and keep going I think. So here's a bit of history about Jaiswal's upbringing. He was born at the beginning of the century in Suriyawan, which is in Uttar Pradesh, which is quite far in the northeast of India. At the age of 10, he moved to Dada, Mumbai, to receive cricket training at the Azad Medan, which is that beautiful area in the south of Mumbai with loads and loads of cricket going on, a wonderful place where also the Bombay Gymkhana is located. It's a stunning spot actually where you know it's all sandy and there's not much grass but there's lots of pitches it's surrounded by grand victorian buildings it is the most sort of inspiring place to learn to play cricket as Daldar was far away from the Medan where he was staying he relocated to Kalbadevi neighborhood where he was given accommodation in a dairy shop in return for low-grade work he was eventually ejected by the shopkeeper, it says in Wikipedia here, as he was unable to provide much help at the shop in between his cricket training. Well, I'm not surprised because he's an incredibly dedicated cricketer. Having no place of his own, Jaiswal stayed in a tent with the groundsman at the Medan, where he often slept hungry and sold pani puri, which is a sort of street food made of chickpeas, to make ends meet. After living in tents for three years, a coach called Jawala Singh took him under his wing, running a cricket academy at Santa Cruz in Mumbai and it was after that that the Rajasthan Royals invited him to the trial and spotted him. Now the interesting thing is that Jaiswell is not a flash in the pan and just looking at his stats will prove that. For instance he's played 15 first class matches for Mumbai and his average is 80.21. He scored nine hundreds in those 15 matches in 26 innings so that means he's scoring a hundred every three innings and three of those hundreds have been big double hundreds as well including one in in a big final in the Ranji Trophy. In list A, so short form 50 over cricket, his average is 53.96 with five hundreds in 32 games and in T20, not quite so amazing so far, he scored over a thousand runs in T20 with just the 100 yesterday's performance in Mumbai but he's got a strike rate of 140. And he's someone that everybody's tipping to be the next big thing in Indian cricket. So he mentioned there in his interview with Harsha Bogley, Zubin, sir. And Zubin, Zubin Baracha, is the guy who's kind of credited with discovering him, really. He was the guy that spotted him at a trial in Mumbai. He's the guy who's been working for the Radisson Royals right from the start in 2008. He was involved in the coaching side. He's now the high-performance director of the Radisson Royals, so he's seen the amazing growth of the IPL. Very much a man with the finger on the pulse of how both players and the tournament overall has developed. So I caught up with him in Jaipur. This is Zubin Baracha, who was, by the way, a first-class cricketer way back, but now is just heavily involved on the performance development side of the game. And I asked him to recall the first time he'd set eyes on Jaiswell. The first time I saw him was at a trial, uh, an RR trial, which we invited him to about three years ago. He was still, I don't think he had qualified to be in the auction as yet, but he turned up to the trial because we were sort of very keen, uh, having heard that there's this sort of young boy 
who's playing well in the Maidans of Bombay. Um, and so we invited him for the trial and uh, it was a very funny, I cannot forget the, the day because uh, it was the start of the trial. We you know, had a bunch of bowlers from all over the world and rather all over India. Uh, actually, Hetty was at that trial, so all over the world as well. Um, and he just proceeded to, you know, sort of take guard on the first ball. He was playing the first ball of the morning. I don't know where that bowler was from because he must have been from some part of India. I don't think he knew where that bowler was from. Uh, and the first ball, he walked across the stumps and <laughs> flicked it over fine leg for four. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I need to see any more <laughs> than what I've already seen. Uh, and that was my very first impression of, uh, of, of watching him. I don't think he even got some runs in that trial, but he just he just looked the part. Um, and that was my first look at him. And then, of course, he you know proceeded to play for India under 19 and uh, and we picked him up in the auction. Uh, and he had a very bad first year. Um, he was dropped, and uh, he didn't look like he was you know anywhere close to being a t twenty player. Um, and that's when we started the whole process of how he could develop as a T20 player. Um, and that sort of began about two years ago. So it's been two years of basically working on everything that a T20 player might require, strength, you know, in terms of power, uh, the kind of shots, the kind of range uh, an opener would require uh, to score, you know, in the power play. Then after the power play, you know, the reverse sweeps and ramps. I mean, we worked on it tirelessly. I mean, even like um, about three weeks before the the tournament started, you know, there was a day where he played 350 reverse sweeps in just one session, just 350 straight, like one after the other, just just 350 reverse sweeps, uh, 150 ramp shots, um, and then you know, and then we've been working tirelessly on bouncers and how do you sort of hook and pull and cut. Uh, and everything has been, you know, meticulously planned um, to sort of culminate in what everybody saw last night, which was a, you know, quite a spectacle. So, uh, I mean, you're portraying him there as someone who's incredibly dedicated. And obviously, he's lucky, in a sense. And I think he paid tribute to you last night on the uh, interview. He's lucky to have somebody like you to spend the time with him as well. Yeah, I mean, we're both, <laughs> I think we're both fortunate in that sense, uh, happen to sort of come upon each other. And uh, I haven't found a more sort of dedicated student. And he's probably, you know, likewise for him, I've sort of spent my good two years focusing on trying to get him right. Um, and that's also been part of what the Royals have always done. As you know, Simon, you've been kind of around the scene. We've always focused on the youngsters and and trying to sort of bridge that gap between you know where they are and where they need to be uh, and just make that sort of a shorter period effectively and so whatever goes into that you know that reducing that space between you know the the, the potential gap if you call it um, and the delivery gap uh, and, and that's basically where we focus is all our energy is based on how we you know, quicken that process towards success uh, for each of these guys. And, you know, Dhruv Jurel is no different. Rian Parag is no different, unfortunately. He's just having a bad time at the moment. But uh, I can see him back very, very shortly uh, because his process has already begun. He had a bunch of injuries and unfortunately got delayed. But, you know, back to Jaiswal, um, in terms of his dedication to, 
to play uh, and to practice uh, is second to none. Uh, I've seen, obviously, Sachin Tendulkar practice at close hands. Uh, I've seen Rahul Dravid, of course, very closely. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> this guy is even a notch above that in terms of, the, in terms of his work ethic uh, and his willingness to sort of go where kind of other players don't want to go. So he'll like he'll practice the short ball in practice, for example. Not many players are willing to hit short balls at you know rising to their head uh, at practice, but he's willing to do that. He's willing to take it on, uh, even though he wasn't very good at it. So he has that kind of mindset about him, and he's sort of always hungry to you know what's next, what's next. And and my my goal is effectively just to ensure that there is no loophole that we've missed. So we practice for every eventuality. Uh, every situation, uh, you know, so you're stuck in the middle of the innings, you know, you've got a big boundary on one side, how do we play the reverse sweep? You know, what is our escape route? How do we get, you know, runs? How can we reduce risk? How can we create greater reward? And so we've just broken the game down into tiny little bits of, um, you know, execution, little bits like, you know, the reverse sweep or the ramp or the inside out shot over cover or the slog sweep. Uh, and basically, we've just identified those four or five key areas and literally gone to work um, and executed on that, like, I don't know, just thousands and thousands and thousands of balls. Uh, of course, he's got to hit them. Uh, but the infrastructure that we have that supports that, you've, you know, often people say, uh, you know, how do you make a batsman? But you, as you know, being a bowler, um, you need a lot of bowlers to make one batsman. And... And we've uh, luckily in India have the ability to set up that kind of infrastructure for him. So our center in Nagpur basically has people who live there uh, and, and, the, and live there and basically throw for a living. So every time he turns up there, especially even during COVID, he was there you know, for two months just practicing nonstop. And there were these throwers and bowlers all there to bowl to him you know, from morning to evening. Um, and that's pretty much what it takes to to produce uh, you know one innings like that is is two or three years of that kind of practice and that kind of sort of application of the mind and body to that kind of practice and um, yeah the results are there to see. Amazing. What was it you actually saw in him? You know that time you said he came to the trial. Tell us where the trial was and what was yeah, it the you spotted. Yeah, the trial, Simon, was in the D.Y. Patel Stadium in Mumbai, which is uh, sort of the northern end of Mumbai. And we we invited him, you know, just because I'd heard of, of him through another friend who was playing locally in the leagues. Uh, and I think by then, a, a few people had kind of come to know of him that, you know, there's this young kid who's coming through the ranks uh, and he's left-handed. And if I remember very clearly, um, you know, towards the end of... Uh, I think towards the end of Raul's regime and as the, as the captain of the Royals and towards the sort of start of Sanju as well, we sort of, uh, sort of, sort of bit of Smith and then Sanju, I should say, uh, we always felt the need for a left-hander and we always somehow didn't manage to find that left-hander in the middle of the innings or the top of the innings. And so we were always in that sort of mindset that we need to build, you know, the next big left-hander in Indian cricket. Um, so that was always my starting point. So when this kid came along um, and he sort of played this first ball over fine leg for four uh, without even sort of batting an eyelid, um, my first thought was, you know, I think we've got something there for the future just from a sort of, what do you call it, a 
attitude perspective. And if you have that kind of attitude and confidence, uh, you know, to do that on the first ball of a trial, not knowing what the bowler is or who he is, it says something. It just sort of speaks to something. Um, and that struck me as something, you know, that, that we could work with. Um, and as, as I said, success was not immediate by a long shot. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of people said he couldn't play T20 cricket. He's not, he's does, he hasn't been built for T20 cricket. He's a, you know, he's a four-day cricketer, uh, doesn't have the power, doesn't have certain shots. You know, he couldn't even play on the leg side when he, as in, he couldn't play normal traditional cricket shots on the leg side. He was all sort of offside, inside out, cover, point, all that kind of area and very, very little on his pads. So that was the first thing we actually, once we decided, you know, this was it. Uh, that's the first thing we targeted is, was, just normal cricket shots, you know, accessing long uh, mid on, accessing mid wicket, accessing square leg, fine leg, uh, and made him into a sort of, at least in in terms of the four day game, just got him corrected so that he could access all all areas of the ground with traditional shots. So that was our first port of call, and then from there we started layering on top of that into um, into the sort of T20 uh, game as far as power. Um, we did a lot of work in the last six months on power, um, effectively using different types of uh, bats, different weighted bats, uh, from you know the normal bat to heavier and heavier and so on and so forth, and also different weighted balls, and of course also the fitness regime and you know all the training that goes on behind the scenes. So um, we hit uh, you know so there was a lot of range hitting. So trying to clear 90 yards, 100 yards, um, which is not a normal practice that people do, you know, in, in sort of the course of, say, a first-class season. So we had to sort of completely change the practice routine. Um, and that's another challenge that I think a lot of young players are going to face in the future, especially if they want to play different formats of the game. And, and it's not just going from four-day cricket to T20. It's the other way around as well, going from T20 to four-day cricket. So we had a very interesting um, situation with him before the Irani Trophy this year, where he got picked uh, to play for rest of India against the champions. Um, that's our marquee game of the of the season here in, in India. And uh, the night he was playing a T20 game that finished around 11.30. Interestingly, that was also at the BY Patel Stadium. He got 90-odd in that game. He finished the game about 11.15. He called me at what time? At eleven twenty or so, saying that I've just been picked in the Irani Trophy. How do we practice before I leave uh, for the game? So I said, okay, turn up to Bombay Gymkhana tomorrow morning. I'll get the groundsman and you know the and the bowlers and all that ready. We'll prepare a nice green top, and you know we'll have a go at and see how we can get ready for the Irani Trophy. And luckily, all the pieces of the puzzle we managed to fit together. We got a nice little green top wicket for him. We got about eight or ten bowlers. We got you know twenty five new balls, uh, and all he, all we decided was that he could only play on the onside. He could either play straight, or he could play on the onside, or he could leave the ball. So there was no cover drive. There was no square cut. There was no you know nothing on the offside. He had to leave everything outside off stump, or play it straight down the line towards the bowler, or or, or long or mid on, or he could definitely play mid wicket. Square leg, fine leg, all that was fine. It was just to get him back into the sort of thought process of leaving the ball and learning how to sort of you know play within within the stumps for his four-day game. So we did that for about two and a half, three hours that morning. Um, 
and he literally left the next day and you know two days later he scored 250 and uh, 150 or something it was uh, <laughs> mind blowing <laughs> just yeah, mind blowing I yeah i i've just looked that up actually i think he yeah. got 268 yeah exactly first innings and 144 out of 250 all out in the second innings i mean incredible double so like 400 yeah. runs over 400 yeah. runs in the match i mean incredible, incredible. and I, I also looked up that uh he's played I think it's 15 first class matches and he scored nine hundreds in something like 26 innings. I think it's 26 innings. So that's a hundred every three innings. Uh, which, it's mind blowing. In fact, less than less than three innings, which, you know, yeah. interestingly is the same ratio as Bradman. Of Bradman <laughs> scored a hundred every three innings as well in first class cricket. I mean, and I, I've spoken to Jai as well. And although, you know, he's obviously got the headlines as this, brilliant young T20 player with the orange cap and so on now, the leading run scorer, he actually said to me, I want to play test cricket. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we've, what we've done is we've kind of, right from day one, uh, so we've got, a, we've got uh, you know, we've sort of talked about it and we've said, you know, 100 test matches, 100 ODIs and 100 T20s is what we've set out for him. Uh, and, then, and then now it's now it's just a matter of how do we plot our way through each of these challenges that lie ahead. So we've had that discussion, um, and we've 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 set out these kind of goals that we're not interested in playing five or twenty tests or something like that. We've got to play a hundred test matches, a hundred ODIs, and a hundred T Twenty uh, internationals, uh, other than the IPL. So it's a quite a task. It's uh, quite a challenge. He's up for it. Uh, he knows that's what he wants. Um, now it's putting the pieces together, which is the real challenge. Uh, and fitness will be fitness will be the biggest challenge that we have just because of the sheer time frame involved in what he has to do. Um, so the challenges are, a lot of the major challenges are almost off the field. So nutrition, fitness regimes, timing to do what he does, you know, putting a team together around him that handles all this other stuff for him. Um, so there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a, as you know, you want to build a champion, it takes a village. Yeah, so we we have to put a team of people together underneath him. So he's starting to understand all of that in terms of how you do it um, and how it can be done. Uh, but it's a serious challenge in today's day and age, especially with the kind of volume of cricket that is being played. And, and as I said, just this challenge of going from you know, a T20 game to four-day cricket uh, and how you very quickly need to prepare for that. Um, these are serious challenges that sport is going to face, and he's it, looking, you know, he's looking, yeah. It proves he's able to do it because you, you as your, you know, your illustration suggests. And uh, Sachin Tendulkar would have been watching that game last night. Obviously, he was yeah. celebrating yeah. the victory. What, what, what do you think he would have made of a giant? Oh, he would have been. Oh, he would have known that you know that he was watching something quite different. Uh, he would have known that because very interestingly. He's got a keen eye for talent uh, because uh, there was an incident where uh, when Sachu Sanju Samson was basically coming up through the ranks very similarly. And we played a game against Mumbai Indians in Delhi. I think it was the finals of the Champions League. And uh, Sanju opened in that game and got 90-odd. Um, and after the game, he actually sent uh, a friend of his, uh, Samir Digay, to come and have a chat with me and ask me sort of where, you know, uh, whether he could speak to Sanju. Um, and so I asked like, you know, what, what was it all about? And he sort of said, 
he couldn't believe what he was seeing uh, and he thought uh, sanju was probably you know the most talented batsman he had ever seen uh, you know since probably himself <laughs> uh, and so he has a keen eye for talent and he has a keen eye for you know knowing you know what's going to be next in indian cricket and i'm sh- pretty sure he would have thought that uh, you know that that innings was probably the most special innings uh, i think some people described it in the history of the ipl so for a youngster so that was pretty epic i thought and uh, yeah he he's he's you know such a knows his cricket and certainly knows how to spot talent and knows where you know some of these guys can take take the game and that was what was heartening about the, that innings was there was no you know if you if you go through the innings you see the kind of the number of correct shots that were played and and coupled with all the innovation as well so i don't think he missed time i think he i think he missed probably one ball maybe two max in the whole innings uh, so that that says a lot about uh, the quality of cricket he was playing with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, you you're walking around the um yeah Don Royal's team room I can see that I am. <laughs> all the bedecked in purple and pink uh, I can see yeah. table tennis tables with the yeah. Don Royal's pink color uh, I can see bean bags um, a billiard yeah. table, sorry pool table um th- this is where the players spend a lot of their time um describe what they do in there Yeah this is this is their team room this is where everything happens where they chill out where they relax um you know there's history on the walls there's the great chain worn um never give up just absolutely never give up was his one of his mottos uh, in life and in cricket um we certainly take inspiration from that of course you've got all the greats here you've got Ravi Ashwin here you've got Yuzvendra Chahal you've got Josh Butler you've got you know all the, all the players um there's there's a there's a there's a thing up on the wall here that again it's i think it pretty much originated with warney which says finding a way to win from anywhere that was his kind of overarching uh theme with with the players uh, this is this is what the franchise stands for it says discovering potential and championing dreams which is what we kind of do we try and find these players like Jaiswal from from nowhere uh, and hopefully try and champion their dreams uh, in in that fashion uh, there's all this stuff about our social impact over here and all the stuff that we do around Rajasthan for the people um, and all the charitable work that we do obviously here's all the coffee machines um 
And the, yeah, the boys and players come in here, have their meals here sometimes. They have obviously play their, their pool. Uh, they play they, you know, uh, the table tennis. And they also have a, a very trendy um, Red Bull is one of our sponsors. And so they have uh, the, the racing machines in here. Oh. So, so they love they love doing the, the F1 racing. Yeah, I've seen Joffre. Um, I saw Joffre in the past playing that. He was pretty good. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Uh, so yeah, so the, that's that's the team room. Um, a lot of players spend a lot of time here. Obviously, spend two months of the year inside here, you know, coming and leave, you know, going. So it's quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of time and effort has gone into preparing this room. So and there are all these computers here where they play their simulation games, uh, which is all sort of a little bit of mental simulation. Uh, it's like uh, the psychology aspect. So they have all these computers here in which they play around with these games. Um, what sort of yeah. games? Uh, it's basically, um, it's, a, it's a psychophysiological game, which is based, based on how you, uh, how you sort of keep yourself calm and, and composed while you're, while you're being simulated by some, something uh, ha happening on the screen. So, so for example, you could be playing, you could be asked to keep a balloon in the middle of the screen with the mouse. Um, and, and then what you're getting mapped for is, uh, you know, how your, how is your heart rate responding to that, uh, heart rate variability, all your sweat ratios, your skin conductance. There's a bunch of stuff that we're trying to read into now uh, with regards uh, how the mind and the body are functioning. Um, and so a lot of these players are now doing a lot of this stuff pre-game, uh, both just before they go out to bat as well as, you know, a day before the game, just to understand um, how their body and mind are responding to various things. Uh, it's something that we've started this season um, in terms of uh, being a little bit more data-driven, even, uh, when, even when we're talking about psychology. And so all of this is measured. We've even started... Um, uh, measuring when they're actually in the motion of batting. So we could even detect, for example, that one of the players, you know, uh, actually when he's, when he's very calm, he's actually not performing. So he needs, his heart rate needs to be higher than others. Uh, so if he's standing at the non-striking end, he needs to be bouncing about, jumping around, because when his heart rate is at a certain rate, he performs better. So just finding, you know, all this stuff out and trying to uh, apply it into, you know, the actual game scenario and seeing how to help and assist players to be at their best. Uh, and we're doing that on a number of fronts. This is one of them. Uh, certainly nutrition and metabolics is another big area for us right now where we're trying to, uh, where we've done a very um, interesting tie-up with, with, with the Indian Institute of Technology, which is the sort of the foremost institute in our country. Uh, which uh, with their chemical engineering department, where we're looking at, you know, how the body responds, how the cells respond, how the cells talk to each other, which cell is not firing and why. Uh, and once we're able to do that, uh, we should be able to find, you know, uh, interventions that are uh, that are sort of create, you know, effectively, you know, your your body and mind to perform the way we need it to perform. So, so we can tell, for example. Um, if somebody has, you know, got mood swings and things like that, uh, and then if we if we research that, we find out that in reality his body doesn't respond well to sugar, or 
he has a sodium problem or a potassium problem or whatever it is. So we're able to, we just started that. Unfortunately, we're a bit late for this year, but, but we should have a better handle on this uh, going forward. Uh, so that's a lot of that kind of stuff off the field that we're trying to do to bring, um, you know, our performance levels to to a place where you know, we can be you know, much more effective and efficient with the, with each individual. So that's our kind of next goal as a franchise uh, to take all this sort of stuff to the next level in terms of what kind of input we can provide the players with uh, all year round. So in, to ensure that they're, you know, at their very best when they eventually come here and play for us. Amazing. It sounds brilliant. Um, just, just just going back to Jaiswal, I suppose the other thing, and you know, you mentioned about players with ability and calmness. Uh, Joss Butler would be a, an, an amazing example of that. And I guess Jaiswal opening with him must have had a benefit. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, I think it's, I think Jaiswal has taken all the cues uh, and and Joss will now have to catch up uh, very interestingly. Um, but yeah, I mean, any any player like Joss in the setup or Hetmeyer or uh, any of the top internationals uh, that we have, you know, to Trent Bolt, there's so much experience there. There's so much to learn and there's so much to share, uh, which is what is great about the IPL, which is you get this phenomenal opportunity to to bat with players who, you know, who've been, you know, the sort of uh, leaders in their sort of in their field in um you know, in T20 or T or one day internationals or whatever it is. And just to have those conversations and those chats and, and to sort of, sort of experience this at such an early age of your career, certainly is a huge advantage for, for India and for Indian cricketers. Just, just finally, you, you know, that you were at the right at the start of the IPL, even before it, uh, you know, involved and, it's now the thousandth game last night. Incredible, isn't it? How um, how just simply do you think the IPL has evolved in that time? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's been a phenomenal ride, no question about it. Uh, you know, who would have thought sitting here uh, that this day would arrive? Uh, nobody knew, uh, to be honest. I think uh, none of us could have predicted this kind of success or this kind of future. Uh, it has rewarded people in ways that, you know, you can only dream uh, both on and off the field uh, and all of us uh, involved in the ecosystem uh, uh, is sort of eternally privileged to be here and eternally privileged to be part of uh, something as big as this uh, simply because, you know, nobody anticipated where it would end up. Um, I think uh, it has done, uh, you know, the impact is always wider than than we can see almost, you know, so we've got this youngster sitting in a village in wherever um, in India, you know, looking, watching TV and thinking, you know, I want to be the next Jaiswal or I want to be the next Samson uh, and the inspiration that it has, that it will, that it has already sort of, you know, uh, led to uh, is where you're seeing you know, the next generation of Indian cricketers coming from. And with that level of boldness and courage and, and freedom and, you know, all these sort of values that they carry with them now, uh, which probably I wouldn't say I would have had when I was growing up, uh, simply because, you know, we didn't have this kind of ability to play against and with international players and, and get a feel for this whole environment. And, and now you can see that in the Indian players, you know, they're also confident so early uh, in the process and 
have no fear and, and can pretty much, uh, you know, find their own feet uh, in the game. Um, and if you're even a domestic player now playing cricket, you, know, you have you make a very decent living, uh, and that will only that will only get better uh, because as the IPL grows, you know, the money will increase, the players will be better paid, um, the coaches will be better paid, the umpires, the scorers, the, the groundsmen. The whole ecosystem, I think, uh, is 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 benefiting as a result of of the IPL, and uh, yeah, long may that continue. Well, I mean, you're a good example of that, aren't you? Because you played absolutely, state cricket. you played state cricket, and I mean, Raul Dravid said that many people of his generation playing for you know Karnataka or Tamil Nadu, or whatever, you know, did uh, achieve nothing in the game. They made a few runs or took a few wickets in Ranji Trophy and then disappeared without trace, kind of thing, 10, 15 years ago. But you're a good example of someone who had a, a first class career, and you're still working in the game, and probably creating and you know doing a lot more in the game now than than you would have been doing 15 years ago totally totally simon yeah, absolutely i would not have been part of the system or i would not have been involved with cricket i definitely would have been involved in some business or the other and i would not have been part of cricket had it not been the ipl so absolutely it's uh, yeah i'm an absolute classic example of the success of the ipl uh, and uh, yeah i definitely wouldn't have had a a job in cricket had it not been for the IPL. So really, it's a wonderful story, the Giles story. I've spoken to him quite a bit, actually, and he's he's a very mature kid. He's got uh, aspirations sky high to try and achieve, as Zubin said, the maximum amount out of his talent. And it's a beautiful example of what dedication and desires and fantasy dreams can achieve. So remember the name, Yashasvi Giles and I hope any young player listening to this will be inspired by what you can achieve if you stick at it. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.